Time now to head up to Minnesota and check in with our friend Luke LeBlanc. Luke's just released his fifth studio album. It's a thoroughly thematic collection of ten songs focused on accepting and embracing the physical and emotional places that shape us. At least that's what I've read about it. Let's find out. Is this some kind of concept record? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think each each song represents um, either a physical place or a place as in like a state of mind. You know, I, I think... Uh, we're all in different places, and I, I think that fluctu- that could even fluctuate throughout one day. I, you know, we might be in a good place where things are going well, and then we might be in a tougher place where things aren't going well at all. Um, I can relate to that. <laughs> and yeah, and I, you know, I, I think I've always been one to try to uh, kind of push that the, that feeling away. You know, it, I think we all get this idea of like when everything is good and, and all wrapped up in a bow, then we can do what we need to do. But yeah. in reality, sometimes we just got to push through no matter what place we're in. So I think that's, that's kind of where places come okay. from. All me. right. And it's, and the album starts with a song called a place. So a place, have you spent much time? I assume you did, you know, putting together the set, the, the list and the running order and all that stuff. I give up my money for leaving the plane. I give up my money for the next train. I give up my honey if it's all the same. I give it all up for you. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I don't really think about the order until after everything's recorded, um, because then I, I think you got, of course, have the lyrics and how they might match up from one song to the other. But then, just the sounds and the and the dynamics and. Um, the way we recorded this record, we recorded everything live. So the whole band was there cool. rather than um, kind of doing it a little more piecewise, like I had my previous records. And so there was a lot of not knowing what was going to happen right. after after we left the studio, you know, um, and we purpose purposefully didn't uh, do any rehearsing ahead oh. of time. You know, the folks involved had access to my demos that I had recorded right. and the lyrics and all that, but there was no, um, no rehearsing. So that being said, didn't know what things were going to sound like. So afterwards, that's kind of when I figured out that order. Do you like that kind of planned chaos a little bit or un- uncertainty? I do, you know, I, I do. Uh, and that's a really good word for it. It is planned chaos <laughs> because, um, well, it's something, you know, it's, I think we all need a little bit of chaos. You know, we're in a we're in a world where everybody values efficiency and automation and, and making things quicker and faster, which is good in so many respects, yep. you know, but but uh I think sometimes that can hinder creativity sometimes when things are a little too efficient and planned out. Um and to be honest, it at first I assumed I'd try to get together with the band and rehearse a bit beforehand, but um Eric Koskinen, who produced the record, he he said, "Don't do any rehearsal ahead of time." Uh, and I was like, "What are you talking? What are you talking <laughs> that about?" Sound I very mean, producer-like. <laughs> no, but um, kind of comes comes off a, a um, kind of a an approach that he uses, which um, I think is a good theory. Usually, our best ideas are the ones we kind of first come up with. You know, it's like kind of going with that gut instinct. So I think with with the rehearsing not happening, everybody was able to come with their kind of first fresh ideas. And that's usually the best ones. Cause if you, at least for me, if I keep 
if I keep trying something again and again and again, it just grinds down yep. the, the shine of it. Yep, you know, yep, yep. Yeah, you don't want that. So, so you mentioned Eric. He also plays guitar on the record. So, what else does he bring to the table for you? You know, he's. Uh, um, I I started watching him play uh, shows in town here when I was like fifteen, um, and uh, he he was he was always the guy who could. He had his own singer song, right? You know, his own work yep. that he would perform and do his own shows. But he'd play electric guitar in so many people's bands, or sometimes he'd bring this like pedal kind of steel thing that he'd he'd play. Um, beyond the music part, he, he's kind of a music historian in a way. He's always got references to this work that you haven't heard or this album you haven't heard, and he just really gets into the um, the art of the mixing board and just the sonic things you can do and the different uh, things you can try. And it, it just, uh, you know, as a singer songwriter, um, especially in this day and age, you know, you kind of have to handle a lot of the logistics aspects yourself, you know, yep, yep. and um, it's nice to have somebody kind of steering the ship in the recording studio. So I can just, I can just be a musician for a, for a second, right. you know? Yeah. It must be, um, uh, yeah, some some musicians adjust to that situation better than others. Some people feel like you get the feeling they're they're up for anything and can do all the publicity and all the organizing and the sorting sure. out. And others would just prefer to be sitting in their room writing songs. <laughs> Where do you fall in that? <laughs> yeah, <spectrum>? and I, <laughs> you know, it, it it depends. It depends on the day. And and to be honest, I like. Um, I kind of like the logistics side of things, but the problem is I, sometimes I like it too much. I, I like getting into the spreadsheets and making a database of, of, you know, booking people and people to reach out and for radio and stuff. I, I like that stuff too much and that I, I, I kind of lose the feeling of creativity. And so it takes me a long time to get back into that, right. into that zone sometimes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what kind of zone were you in when you were writing these 10 songs that make up the record? Was there an overarching kind of thing going on in your head or are they kind of random? Well, what, what happened was I, I just finished up last year's album, Fugue State, and it was out. We had the album release show. Yep. And so that part of it was kind of wrapped up. And I think having all that wrapped up allowed me to, you know, get more creative. And so all the songs were kind of written in about a two month span as soon as that album was done. And we were playing a lot of shows promoting that album. And so I think just being on stage with, you know, people in the band and rehearsing so much just got really into the, the performing aspect, you know, the, the aspect of, of music that makes you want to become a musician when you're a kid where you're just playing. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, uh, you know, with life and logistics and, and all that stuff, it's easy to uh, it's easy to forget how how easy it is to, you know, lose that creative piece if you're not intentional about getting getting in that zone. So that's kind of that's where these songs came out of, you know, just accepting, hey, we're all going to be where we're going to be. We're going to have to do lists. We're going to have we each got our own problems, our own successes, our own failures, our own things we feel good about. Right. But no matter where we are, we got to be creative and kind of move on. And that's what places places is okay. about. And I see you've also released uh, the second track on the record, No Good. So why why that one? And what can you tell me about the tune itself? Whatever you thought, I'll 
no good. You know, I, I think we've all got we've all got a feeling that maybe we're not good enough for this person. We're not good enough to do this thing. We're not good enough to do this job. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of power. And uh, when, when, when somebody realizes what they're good at and, and kind of turns off that negative self-talk self we all have, you know, every once in a while, because um, just as important as it is for us to be, you know, constructive self-critics, um, it's also important to be constructive uh, self-reinforcers, you know, to recognize the good not and not just the things we can we can improve on. Um, I guess uh, an example of that is, um, you know, with, with music, you know, if I, if I didn't uh, look at the parts of it that I'm doing well, it's like, why, why keep going? You know, um, it's just important. It's an important self-motivator. So I think that's what no good is about. Right. So this is your what fifth studio album. So do you, mm -hmm. do you feel that you're the same artist you were when you made your first one? Is there some kind of path that you're taking or is there a, an arc, so to speak? Yeah, with the, with this album, I, I've, you know, this is my third, third album in three yep. years. <laughs> and um, I think it's, I think I've learned just a lot with, with every single one about making records, about recording the process, being creative, um, trying new things. But I think I've also learned uh, how much I don't know through <laughs> through doing it too. And I, I think with this record, I'm in a place where I'm ready to learn um, not just about the making records, but now that I've got music out there, how do we, how do I, you know, get it out to other people so they can they can hear it? And I think that that's an art. Well, yeah, that, in and when you figure itself. that out, I think a lot of people will want to know what the answer to that is. <laughs> Yeah, Every, no everything kidding. Everything's out there, but um, nobody knows where anything is and how, how to make anything stand out, I think, is, is, uh, yeah. is a challenge. Right. And I, I think with, with uh, you know, the way with streaming, you know, it, it's folks talk about the negative aspects of it. You know, maybe you only get 0 0.003 cents a stream or something like yeah. that. But um, there's a lot of positives with it, too, because in 1960, if you made a record, uh, you couldn't just up upload it wasn't even a word you can't you couldn't upload it to a spot where it's possible for everybody in the world to listen to it now possible and making them all listen to it is a yeah. big there's a big gap but I, i'm really excited what i'm really excited about is learning how to fill in that right. gap and i i don't think when i released my first record i was really thinking about that gotcha. stuff yeah 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 just yeah. say back in 1960 you may not have been able to upload but you would be in every record store and be on the radio and mm -hmm. both of those things are <laughs> different these days i guess yeah and you would and you yeah you could get your record out there if you had a record label yep. whereas now i guess you you don't technically need a record label to put your music everywhere right. even though a record label would help yeah. <laughs> helps uh helps that but this album is actually out on a record label yeah what is um, it real Eric records Real Phonic Records, yeah. Um, Koskinen is kind of starting his own his own label, cool. um, so um, we're all kind of learning together. There's a couple other artists on it, and uh, um, it's a little bit like a co-op. There, there's a. Do you have co-ops in sure. New Zealand? 
the sure. Well, there's this, there's actually this co-op next to uh, Eric's studio. He calls it Real Phonic Studio uh -huh. in St. Peter, Minnesota. And every time we record, we go and get a burrito bowl down there for for lunch. And I, I, I kind of think a co-op is a good word for this record label because I think the artists and Eric because he's an artist himself, we're all learning different aspects of this, this giant unknown equation that is um, the Spotify and YouTube and Instagram algorithms uh, kind of together and helping each other. Yep. So yep. it's exciting. One track I want to touch on is near the end. It's kind of got a, a darker vibe than some of the others it's called Marble Stone. I'm on a ride my way. Put a hundred dollars in the till And they can take my money and blow it away See what old Franklin has to say They're gonna write my name in the middle of a marble stone Everybody gathered round with it just as stone Marble Stone, I, you know, I, I just, I think the, sometimes I write, a, write songs, there's some kind of theme in mind. And sometimes I write songs where I just have like a, a scene, not a theme, but like a scene right. in my mind, like in a movie or something. And with Marble Stone, I, I just imagine the funeral, maybe of somebody who, who's been quite a character their whole life and just wanted their funeral to be more of a party than a, than a sad event right. and marble stone was just kind of my thing because it's it's a very i guess a sad view but maybe a comedic view of life where god we live this whole life with all this meaning and whatever and then at the end we're just dust under a marble stone with our names etched in it and and that's it for the rest of time and um I think on one hand, just like everybody else, I'm really, I'm scared of that day, you know, when I just don't exist anymore. I'm scared, really scared of it. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, God, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny how that all works. We're all here for just a speck of time. And then time. there's and the great you, unknown that we do, have no idea what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you ever, do you think? Of course, about that? I'm, I'm much older than you are. So I'm probably a lot closer to the time. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and then if you, if you put the thing that gets me is if you take the fraction of the time that we're here yeah. divided by the, how long our universe has been here, which we're still trying to figure that out. There's estimates. Yep. It's just such a small, a small thing. And I don't know what that means, but I think it's a driver for us all to, to make an impact that that'll live longer than we yep. Then we we all will. You know. um, now I've got dust in the wind going through my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all we are is dust. Isn't oh that that's gonna be stuck in my head for a while now. <laughs> that's a lot. That's that's good though, because I because I think the uh I think what's been stuck in my head lately is like the the insurance theme songs, like the state. Well, I don't know if you have state. We don't Farm have state Farm, but we have similar things. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and they all have those jingles, and I had to switch car insurance insurance lately right. so i've been i've had all those theme songs stuck in my head so i'm happy right. happy to replace them with Dustin Dustin Wind. Wind. Is that very good because <laughs> the the thing about it is the musicians that played on on this record were they just did such a wonderful job um just 
taking these songs and coming into the recording studio without any rehearsal and and putting things together they just did a just a wonderful job um you know the a funny story about the recording process the night before the release um Kaz Phelan gave me a call he plays bass and with John Richardson played uh sang backup vocals okay. on the record and he called me the night before we were going to go in the studio and he said uh this was like at 11 p.m. and just asking me a couple questions, logistics. And then he said, so when we sing the backup vocals the next day, I'm like, no, no, we're going to we're going to do the backing vocals as we're recording. You know, as we're playing the instruments, yeah. you guys will sing the backup vocals. He's like, I thought we had a." He, he kind of thought we were going to have a full day of uh, afterwards right. to oh. just do backing yeah. vocals, nothing <laughs> else. And. And he told he told me a week after we recorded that he was really freaking out the night before about <laughs> having 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 to do that. But um, I think him, both him and John, who also sang, they they enjoyed right. being able to come up with things on the spot, and I, it worked. It worked out. Sure. It worked out. 